Welcome back to the Serial K podcast where we are the flawless talking about the lawless. I am Holly. I'm Flavia. I'm Beth. And I'm Rebecca. And today we're talking about all things cults. Okay, so does anybody actually know what the definition of a cult is or what needs to happen for a group of people to no longer be a random group of people and have crossed the line into a cult? Is they it kill people. Kill? I don't think all cults no. kill them. Is it always religious? Mm. Are they? Mm. Mm. Spiritual. Spiritual. Mm. Religious, spiritual. Okay, they don't have to kill people. Um, that's that's definitely not... It's not, a myth. It's, it's a myth, yeah. Myth busting. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so if we go into a dictionary definition of a cult, it would be a system of religious veneration or devotion um, directed towards a particular figure or object. Object? Oh. Okay, so then I guess you could ask, well, what's the difference between a cult and any religion, really? Because is that not what mm, most religions are? Yeah, followers of one person or thing. Yeah, well, actually, it, it's probably quite easy to be considered a cult because if you then go in and go, well, what's the difference between a religion and a cult? Um, so a church is a more conventional organiza- church organisation, so it'd be like a more mainstream accepted religion. Um, and a cult would typically, and this is obviously subject to interpretation, um, it's very subjective because it says a cult is a deviant religious organization with novel beliefs and practices. So it would be sort of the same, along the same lines of a religion and that they're very focused on a specific set of beliefs, maybe a person, um, kind of like, you know, Christianity would maybe be focused around God or Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would main difference would be that it's not mainstream it's or, novel it's deviant oh. or it's deviant the i picked up on that word too mm. deviant mm. Like what is bad deviant? bad no. wrong just wrong evil evil mm. are we gonna get really philosophical here girls right <laughs> what is evil <laughs> so there you go there's a cult um it's a it's a it's a group focused on an object or a person um, I think, like, typically, especially when we start going down the route of, you know, where they've kind of gone into criminal activity, it tends to be focused on a person, a, 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 like a yeah, significant person. A mm. man who's in charge because or a I woman feel like who's often in charge. the others in the cult are kind of almost blindsided. Yeah. By, they just, they're believing it all. They're manipulating yeah. it. Yes. Mm. And that's a good word for it. Yeah. Has anyone got a story today that so, would want to share with Let's the group? get into these cults. I'll tell you about this cult. It's called Angel's Landing, okay? And the main guy was called Daniel Perez or Lou Castro. He went by two different names. And some people say he had diff- other more. And it was in Kansas. And it was started around 2003. And he only kind of got convicted in 2015. Um, and his whole thing was that he went round and he convinced parents or like mothers that he was a born again angel who had fallen onto earth and that in order to remain on earth and to remain alive he had to have sex with their daughters oh dear dear lord so did he go around just just the street well just just picking up girls one of them one of them has came out and said that he actually got her in his like her his possession because he was showing her mum around a house and convinced her mum to move into this area because that's where his cult was. Wait, so Louis an estate agent. I was just going to say, he's a cult leader and an estate agent. He's like... Yeah. He's well, a deviant. I bet you his LinkedIn's looking well. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So then he convinced her mum that he was an angel who had fallen and needed girls and they basically gave their daughters. Because no. if you're an angel that's fallen into this planet right now, you're going to look around and go, yeah. tell you what, there's actually not that much to do. Just just need myself a few girlfriends. You exactly. have to. But the ages were between 8 and 16. Oh, God. Oh, well, that's just no, what I knew. No, 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 no. So it was so young. Not appropriate. And he told them he had the ability to see the future and that he needed them to be with them in order for him to survive on Earth. And then um, he was convicted in 2015 after someone came forward and told the police that one of the girls who had died in the cult, she thinks he she was murdered by him. So is he taking... So, right, so he's going around convincing mothers that I'm an angel here and I need your daughter. Fallen angel. Right? Fallen angel. So mm-hmm. that explains the lack of wings, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Says it all, that's why he can fly. Right. Doesn't, hasn't heard of Red Bull, clearly, anyway. Um, <laughs> so he just has taken... He takes them... Mm-hmm. Away from their home. Yeah. Does he? No, their mothers give. The it. mothers know about it, and the mothers fully believe that this is what needs to is happen. Is there a compound? They or give something? the children. Yeah, so it, well, he's there in was a house on a twenty-acre plot of land in a rural area of North Kansas, and but it moved state to state. So whenever he thought he could get found out, he moved to another state and done the whole thing there. Moved to another, done the whole thing there. But then girls started disappearing and dying under unexplained circumstances but they were all drowning they were all drowning oh, yeah but nobody could work out how all these girls i think were there were six in total and they drowned and then eventually it came out that he was actually drowning them but he was also getting their life insurance so any money that these women or girls had he was then getting when they died and that's how he was able to afford the 20 acres of land yeah because he was known so the fbi had actually been tracking him because they knew something dodgy was going on because they were like he shouldn't have this much money yeah and they were aware of that and they had been looking for him and they were tipped off about things happening after one of the girls drowned and one of them was like he told me to lie and one of the survivors came out and was like he told me to lie about her death and i actually didn't think that she drowned and i actually saw him soaking wet and breathing heavily just after the girl had been found in the pool as if he just drowned her. So he has a pool? Yeah. So he must have had quite a pad that he was taking mm. these girls to. Well, he was claiming people's insurance properties. But why was the parents not questioning that bit? Funny you should say that, because that brings me on to my second fact oh. of the show. Oh. So I googled what makes a good cult leader, right? Because a lot of these things, and actually, like, typically if you're in a cult, and the most like common thing that they'll do is they'll try and take your money off you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That that's They don't all escalate into killing or paedophilia mm-hmm. um some of them just want your money so what makes a good cult leader so cult leaders must be dynamic charismatic and convincing because their ultimate goal is to brainwash their members and acquire monetary or power related advantages these characteristics are crucial because a cult leader need his members to strictly adhere to his teachings and doctrines so in order for you to convince a mother to not only give you their child but for you to then potentially rape her or killer and for them not to say anything you need to go through a whole other process where you're basically gaining control over someone Mm -hmm. and oftentimes these narratives that they use about being a fallen angel and coming down to earth and having these visions about the future that justify his need for for taking over little children essentially those are all narratives that they use to gain that power and control 
over their, I don't know, what would you call them? Followers? Mm. Yeah, yeah, followers. Followers. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they also tend to be... Um, they could also have mental illnesses as well. So they could be suffering from psychosis, which is driving these ideas and narratives that they have. Um, or they could just be plain old narcissistic. Mm. Yeah. And do we actually know what narcissism is? Because I feel like that's something that's really thrown around. But does anybody actually know what narcissist is? I was thinking about this the other day. And I feel like it is a label that you just want to throw at people. But... Mm. The definition is not exactly lining up. Yeah. Of what so, it is to go ahead for that. So a narcissist or narcissistic personality disorder, as it's called, is actually a mental health condition in which people have, and I quote, an unreasonably high sense of their own importance. They need to seek too much attention and want people to admire them. So someone who would suffer from that mental health condition could turn to a life of deceiving other people and getting them to follow him or her and admire them and do whatever they want so that would be how someone how what was his name well what was one of his many names daniel perez daniel perez was quite likely a very charismatic narcissist mm. and also probably a pedophile very Definitely much a pedophile. see when buying i the cult i was looking at i think doesn't have a monetary element element to it oh. i think mine's is just pure power because so it's called breathe breatherism breatherism and it's a fast where they unbreath you no so what it is right i'll start from the beginning oh so the man who founded it is called wiley brooks and he let he was an american and his popularity actually rose in the 80s among celebrities in hollywood so the idea of his was that Humans only needed light and air to survive. Food and water was not a necessity. Oh, because you don't need to eat. Exactly. Or you Why don't would you drink? Yeah. So he said, without for food and water, people were able to spiritually cleanse themselves and were able to recharge and be a better version of themselves. So he, all his followers, started to fast, and a lady was actually found dead. Because she was that dehydrated and she suffered hypothermia. In Scotland actually, not that far from us. And she was an Australian lady and she became a follower of Wiley Brooks. And decided that she too only needed light and air to live and not food and water. So she was on her 20, she wanted to do a 21 day fast. So she pitched up a tent beside a lock in Scotland. And did not eat, did not drink. And wanted to spiritually cleanse and recharge herself. Which is what she actually wrote in her diary. She actually documented it. And then on her, I think it was her 21st day um, of the fast. She was found dead with um, suffering from hypothermia and dehydration. Um, and her, it was quite sad actually. Because she took a sabbatical from work to travel the world. So this was her starting point. She wanted to recharge before starting the world. And he had... This, he had convinced her as a follower that this was the only way to do it. To completely starve yourself from but water. I really hate never heard of the term hydrate, not dihydrate. Mm-hmm. But also the worst bit about the whole thing, well, obviously her death. But <laughs> I would also like to that's say a, a she fact. was called Variety Lynn and she was 49 years old. Just put her name out there. And the um, Wiley Brooks was actually caught 
So he had said that he has claimed to have fasted for 19 years. He has never touched drink or he has never touched a liquid or food. He's, he's been completely fasting for 19 but years. But surely you couldn't survive on that. So his followers... No, no, you couldn't. Yeah, no, like you, you would be dead. Impossible. I think, I think it's about like three days before your body really starts to like shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not okay. drinking anything. So um, the rumour is one of his, or a group of his followers actually caught him eating a McDonald's. <sighs> Boy got caught out for a Big Mac. For a Big Mac. He got caught out for a Big Mac. Sex face chicken man telling Mm. other people he can't go eat got busted. That they can't eat or drink and he's lying there with a Big Mac. So how did he contact these people to join his It happened between the eighties and nineties. I'm assuming word of mouth because eighties and nineties it wasn't like we didn't have social media and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But also was she the only person who died from this, right? Because if he's telling people to go around and, like, not eat or mm, not drink, mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to put it out there and say that it's actually quite surprising if she's the only person. See, she was the most... On what I was looking at, the articles I was looking at, she was the most recorded one, but I don't know if that's because, obviously, she's so close geographically to where we live, yeah. which is why there possibly could be more Americans. I'm not 100%, but that... Because he, he was an American himself. Um... But, but he must have had a wide reach if she's Australian. Yeah, that narrative, that narrative isn't completely unheard of either because that Kenyan starvation cult, which mm-hmm. was on the news yeah. recently, that was a preacher building a community in Kenya and he was essentially peddling the same, I guess you can call it narrative, yeah. mm-hmm. um, where you could starve yourself to, to starvation. And that was, I think last I read... 89 bodies they'd recovered from mass graves. That's from, insane. From but you see, this is what blows my mind because the ones that are driven by religion and all, there's every single person has a question in their life about what's out there. Is there a God? Is there not a God? What they believe mm-hmm. in, right? But from day dot, you're taught that you need to eat and you need to drink. So these ones blew my mind even more because what sort of power does this person, this leader have that makes you think that you suddenly don't need these vital yeah. The two elements. Yeah, what do you think about mm-hmm. this? Is, these ones are crazy. Like, what do you have to believe you for see, someone to persuade you? They have to be dead convincing to convince you that what you've been taught up until the point of when you're an adult. Yeah. And there's another thing cults satisfy, satisfy the human desire for absolute answers. Yeah. So, where you're kind of going for religion, where maybe things are a bit more abstract. There's no real sense of absolutes in most mainstream religions nowadays where most things are taken for subjective. Going for a cult leader who's really charismatic, really narcissistic, has probably gone to great lengths to isolate you from other people in your life because that's another thing that they'll do. Um, and they're providing you with absolute answers. There's yeah. no there's no uncertainty about it. And they've also said that those with low self-esteem are more likely to be persuaded by a cult environment and that new recruits are love-bombed. And love-bombed would be things where immediately from the outset they're made to feel important, they're made to feel included, loved, essentially. So yeah. someone with low self-esteem from a, a lonely or isolated background who kind of falls into that sort of environment, mm-hmm. it's not, I think the really important thing to note is that you're not going to sign up to a cult and immediately off the bat they're going to go, by the way, yeah. <laughs> yes. we don't want you to eat for a week. <laughs> see how you go and come back to me they will it will go through a process of mm. build up and build up and build up where things get more extreme and they're constantly testing you but by the point they're asking you to do things like that yeah you're pitching up in a tent outside of a lock you probably haven't spoken to your family in a in a decent yeah. bit of time but, but that whole charismatic thing makes sense because here it says that one of 
the 17 year old who got away from the cult she said that her mom actually wrote in her diary about how much she respected that man and like how much she believed him and valued him so he mm. must have been some sort of like good man to like yeah manipulation but mm. to believe that the low self-esteem thing mm. so that you're being starved of love or gratitude or something in your daily life to all of a sudden be so taken by somebody that you're going to believe whatever exactly that comes out of their mouth and then once you're in the cult because i don't know if anybody's seen it but there's a great i think it's a podcast and it's also um a documentary on bbc iplayer at the minute a very british cult they did a really good job i think of explaining the personal circumstances and the position that someone would find themselves in that that they are falling for all those things no matter how ridiculous they sound mm-hmm. to you or I who yeah. were just listening to it from the first time but um another thing that they do which is really really powerful I think is that when you're in it and the requests start to get a bit more ridiculous and you might have family or friends or you know reading things online that are going that are questioning your belief these kind of cults they also promote like an us versus them so you're very much part of the in group and we are right we care about you, we protect you, we love you, you are one of us, they are bad, they want to destroy us, they are liars, they will do whatever it takes to take you away from us because they don't care about you. And that's like a really powerful narrative for someone, like you said, that has really low self-esteem, that maybe felt really isolated from society before they did it. So it's actually a really sad situation for someone to find themselves in because it can be really hard to undo all mm-hmm. that brainwashing once it has actually happened and then yeah. you could very much end up starving yourself yeah. to death. Yes. It is more shocking when, you know, okay, someone being drowned because they joined a cult, I think is maybe easier to accept than accepting that someone starved themselves. I think, Flavia, what you were saying there that there's this idea of us and them kind of leads on to the cult that I was looking into for this episode. Um, it was led by a fella called David Koresh it took place in 1993 in Texas. Now, David, some sources say that he believed he was King David. I don't know if that's a coincidence because of his name. But basically, former followers have said that David believed that he was on a mission from God and that he was the only one that could truly interpret the Bible and its meaning to the masses. Mm-hmm. Now, um, he taught in this cult, so there was a compound, right? And he taught, like, brought in families, women, men, children, and that he taught that he was a messiah. So basically, it all took place on the 20th of February, 28th of February, 1993. So this is when the ATF attempted to raid the compound to execute a search warrant, right? Okay. But kind of what happens remains unclear. Because, um, like, ATF agents and... The ones who survived basically said that there were shots coming from the branch dividends in this compound. <gasps> so I read about this. Yeah. Is this where the one where they storm it and they lock themselves in the mm-hmm. wee little church and they're all armed to the hilts because obviously it's, it's See, America. This is what that, that is. came from because I think they were tracking. They had these branch oh. dividends in this compound. David had all these like guns. He had yeah. all these rifles, oh. had all these um, grenades and stuff. And I think they were tracking them, and that's why they wanted the search warrant to begin yeah, with. Because grenades get... aren't really legal. But that was called... Yeah. No, I, I don't think they called something? Are. The Waco something? Yeah. Siege? Siege? Yeah, I think so. So, yes. Criminal so Minds episode about it. Oh. That's exactly what just came yeah. into my mind. 
So that's basically what happened. They um, were going to do a search warrant. They were going to get in with surprise. So they had helicopters. They had them all waiting, ready to go. It's hard to, to storm, surprise someone with helicopters. To storm this compound. I know, right? They're very noisy. But yeah. you know what gave it away? The helicopters? <laughs> no. So the local press rocked up to cover the story. Oh. Um, and the photographer, this was in the documentary last night. Damn I was watching. journalists. <laughs> sick. I'm not fully through it, but from what I've gathered, the, the photographer rocked up and didn't know how to get to the compound. So I think it was a postman he stopped and he was like, hey, buddy. To be fair, postman is get... a good person to stop mm. if you're looking for directions. Like, How do you get to David's scaff? And the postman was like, just down there, take a right, take a left. It'll be straight in front of you. Absolutely. All right, no worries. Well, what he forgot was that the postman was actually in part the of the cult. Of course uh, he was. Of course he was. So he either goes back to the cult, rings the cult, like, just to let you know, there's going to be a raid. The photographer just told me he's looking for the compound to take pictures. So basically that puts them all on alert. So they just have to, the ATF just have to literally hit the compound straight away because they have no, yeah. the only thing they had was surprise because the agents from the ATF say in the documentary that they knew David is armed. They have mm. so much, you know, guns, uh, explosives and all. Like, they, the only advantage they had was surprise. So And that was robbed from them by mm-hmm. the postman. Don't postman. trust your postman. The silly photographer. Google Maps. Maybe dogs are on to something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. <gasps> Sorry about that. They s- stormed on in. Um, it's not clear who fired first. Was it the branch dividends and David's end or was it the ATF? My money's but, on David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there was a gun battle that killed five ATF agents, right? And injured an additional 16 agents. But because they killed five ATF agents in this... They knew they were going to the slammer. The FBI came in. Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. David's still all cosy in his gaff. He has not left the gaff. They've just been deaf and then the FBI's been brought in. And there was a 51-day standoff between the branch dividends and... 51? 51 days of a standoff between the branch dividends and the FBI, right? After five agents have been killed. Yep. So the ATF gone. The ATF, yeah. So just FBI versus the cult. Mm -hmm. And David said, basically, all he wanted was for his word to be out there. So David, being the man himself, recorded a 58-minute stream of his word that he wanted to be published on Christian radio in order for him to come out of the compound and let the children, uh, women and men out, right? So as long as this was being streamed on Christian radio, he told the FBI agents that he would let the children out first, the women, then the men, and then he himself would come out and surrender. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would have start taken that rolling. with a pinch of salt. Like, I wouldn't have believed it. No. <laughs> Starts rolling, you know. And David, of course, backs out of the den. Obviously. Who knew? Yep. And then I on the knew. 19th of April, the FBI raided the compound using military-grade weaponry, um, such as armed tanks, tear, gra- tear gas, the whole lot. And they knew there were kids in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they went from the Sorry, tanks. Sorry, in the documentary, you do see children being released. So you see it and you'll see the parents who are in the compound still, um, basically the guy who was doing all the negotiations between David and he was bringing the children out. So the children came out of the compound, 
they made their way to the van of the FBI and to which point they basically said, right, come on, Charlie, it's this Charlie speak to the radio, which will then call to Rick Davis. Um, and Charlie had the message. Receiver, yep. Char- Charlie was Charlie the voice piece of God. Yeah, Charlie this would moment. come along and he'd be like, hi, mom, I'm okay. And then oh. on the other end, David would say, can you call for... Anne, and then that's Charlie's mother, so she'd be another line, she'd be like, hi Charlie, you so okay? So they were just making sure so that, that they... Charlie was okay, so the children were being released. Right. Now, because oh. I'm kind of in the middle of the documentary, I don't know if all the children were released, but they were letting the children out. As long as the children, the parents could hear the children were getting to the other side, okay. Um, then basically it came to April 29th, April 19th. 51 days later. Yep, 51 days later. FBI raided the compound, and that's when the fire broke out. And now there's the source of this fire remains disputed. David. Yep. <laughs> but it resulted in 76 of the 85 branch dividends, including uh, a number of children being killed. That um, situation's a perfect situation to enforce the us versus them narrative because exactly. you are literally like in a standoff exactly. where they're armed and, and they're like, look what they're trying to do. Do you guys think there's anything that you would believe? so much that you would join a cult no I'm too cynical I just don't think there's anything question everything well I just don't think I care about anything (laughs) I don't think anybody could be that charming then I'd be like yeah what you're saying is 100% true I I don't think I could because even with like simple things like my mum would be like here's some vitamins that will give you energy and I'm like "Mm, will they really Mm. who told you that you know what I mean like question I believe, everything I question, question everything, everything. Like, even when you're watching like adverts and stuff on TV you're not believing that no yeah. I think the key thing is if you've gone most of your life and you haven't had friends and then all of a sudden you've got lots of friends yeah that sus. all hang around the same guy mm. they're probably not your friends no but mine took place in 1993 when's yours take place 2003 to 2015 the years to the 80s to the 90s you see i think you know the further back we go there's you know mine's that we talking about he could cook decode the bible better than anyone else yeah nowadays you just go on online and there'll be like articles there'll be people looking into the true meaning behind the bible whereas back then yeah there was nothing there was that was not as accessible word of mouth a wee bit mm. so they were seeing him as the only person that could do this it was almost like a talent but that probably makes it more believable because yeah. there is no exactly. social media that's how, they got, that's how they got roped in yeah whereas the, my one like why would they believe that why would they believe you're a fallen angel but then does that fit into if that's going up in 2015 conspiracy? No, but it also falls into biblical narrative because you got to, you got to, you got to. The thing is, it's very easy for us, like quite highly educated, strong, independent women, to stand <laughs> here and say, in an age of social media, should people question things? But people question things to almost an unhealthy point now, mm-hmm. where yeah. there is just a lack of belief in everything. That if I mean, QAnon is a conspiracy, but you could see it being pushed to. A really, a really far extreme. I, I'd almost say that it's probably more dangerous now because I think people are more susceptible to believe things. I think people are more isolated, um, and I think that the internet gives a full sense of community, and people can't tell the difference. Yeah. And I, and I actually, I mean, the Kenya one was, you know, it's been going on till fairly, fairly recently. Yeah, because that's been all over the news recently. Exactly. But I've got a good one because if you can't really believe that then you might not not believe this um this is is from history.com and it's it's it centers around the finding of 39 victims of a mass suicide so it's mass suicide 
which again isn't actually uncommon when you look at like different cults around the world. I but think so, time one. Yeah. Mm. So police get an anonymous tip, right? That there's something going on at this mansion in Santa Fe, um, which is actually a really posh kind of area in San Diego. Um, so they rock up following this anonymous tip, knock, 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 nobody opens. So they enter the house and they find 39 dead people, 21 women, 18 men, all of varying ages. Actually, 21 women, 18 men, women are more likely to fall for cults. So watch out, ladies. Oh. Just like a, as a little aside, because I've just seen that and it reminded me. Um, and they were all found lying, and I quote, peace, peaceably, peaceably. So they're quite peaceful. There hadn't been a struggle, I think, is what they're trying to convey here. Like, they obviously hadn't I think been. they just say peacefully. Yeah, that's what I thought I was going with. But <laughs> no, peace, peaceably. There you go. And matching, so they were wearing matching dark clothes. So they were essentially in a uniform. Oh, this is a thing. I've heard ones like yeah. this before. They were wearing all matching dark clothes. So essentially it was like they were wearing a uniform. They had Nike trainers on. Very specific. That's not a good brown deal. <laughs> they had no noticeable signs of blood or trauma. So again, it was pretty obvious that whatever had gone on, it wasn't violent and was hinky, but not violent. Um, and actually, I read somewhere else as well that they all had very specific sum of cash in their pocket. Every single person. So a few people, you might be like, hmm, dink. No, they all had $5.75 in their pocket. Oh. So they were all wearing the exact same clothes, same shoes, $5.75 in their pocket. Is 575 a number that means something? Not that I know You're of. like 666 and stuff I like do not, not that I'm aware of. What's Nike thinking? When all yeah. order for shoes. Well, to be fair, yeah. I didn't think that Nike was like, oh, guys, we've accidentally entered into a sponsorship deal with mm-hmm. a hinky cult. I think they just went... To be fair, 39 victims, that's 39 pairs of shoes. You probably could just walk into a shop and be like... I would like not wee... want that out no. there. I would sue them for defamation for putting that out there. <laughs> I would actually... I would, that would... I strongly believe... For defaming that, like, the good mm, name of Nike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like honestly, all dead. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Get their five dollars and seventy five. I haven't decided yet. Because they look at you funny if you're in there and you get like a, you know, a couple of sizes, you know, a couple of different yeah. styles and a different Colors. size. They're looking at you like, do you need to try all these on? Well, Never mind ordering what thirty nine. Well, to be fair, if, if it was like a uniform, it was probably done over time. Yeah, so or over online. Time, people kept. Uh, 70s. So oh, probably not, not online. Not then. online. No, no. They, no, they so it was a little shop. It. Yeah. So um, so they found all these dead bodies, right? Obviously have to investigate it because it's, it's a high number of people to be mm. found dead and in a posh neighbourhood of all parts um, to be found dead. So they later revealed that every single one of them was a member of a religious cult called Heaven's Gate. Oh. Yeah, and their leaders preached that suicide would allow them to leave their bodily containers and enter, get this, right? Brace yourselves. Hold on to your chairs, guys. It would allow them to leave their bodily containers and enter an alien spacecraft hidden behind a comet. Obviously. Obviously it would. Aliens. Obviously. Yeah. What an alien spacecraft. Have... An alien spacecraft. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. An alien spacecraft. So, you know, talk about mm. questioning belief, but 89 people committed suicide. And they just accepted. 
Well, they're all dead, so you have to assume that yes, they they thought there was some truth to it. Maybe they made it to the alien maybe, spaceship. Do you know what the five seventy five maybe makes a lot of sense because maybe that's the fare to go on the, espr- the alien spaceship. <laughs> maybe that's, that's the, the bus ticket. That's the price to the space. That's the price to yeah, exactly. You ever wonder how much an alien spaceship is? Now you know. But, well, you have to account for inflation. This was nineteen seventy two. Mm, it's very that's true. Quite, that's um, quite a dear. Oh, actually, no. Yeah. You're not getting any extra leg room with that. <laughs> yeah, like you're not getting much. Yeah. So it was led by Marshall Applewhite. He was a music professor. He Marshall, had... that's not a cool Marshall, concept. no. Um... Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not kind of on that Marshall. path. I bet you that was his song, The Inner the Room. I am Marshall. Come to my spaceship with me. I am Marshall, come to my spaceship. 575, please. <laughs> exact change only. Exact change only, exactly. They're aliens. Duh. They don't have dollars. <laughs> they don't have change in the pocket. <laughs> no. Right. So he was, yeah, so he was a music professor. He had a near death experience in 1972 and he was actually recruited to the cult by one of his nurses. Oh, so he didn't start he, it? No, he did not start so it. So the he nurse was... invited him. Then she just tapped out and was like, well, it Marshall. sounds like it sounds like uh, Bonnie Lou Nettles, great name as well, right? Bonnie? Wonderful names oh, yeah. in these cults. She, she was one of his nurses, and it sounds like they may have kind of been recruited into it. I don't really know if it was a massive thing that she was aware of, or if she's maybe the brainchild behind this. I don't know. I know that between the two of them, um, they persuaded a group of twenty people to abandon their families' possessions and to move to Eastern Colorado, where they promised that an extraterrestrial spacecraft would take them to the kingdom of heaven. No. Aliens and God. It gets better, guys, because it seems like they maybe thought they were part of the Teletubby crew. No. Oh, no. Nettles called herself T. <laughs> or Ty, however you want to be. T-I. Fit right in with the Teletubbies. And Applewhite took the name of Doe. Oh, definitely Teletubbies. Yeah. I mean, the Teletubbies were aliens, in all fairness. So... Fits. It, it does fit. It, well. I mean... Imagine that was her inspo. Yeah. <laughs> the Teletubbies. That was just their nickname for each other. They probably weren't on back then. T and Toe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were in a relationship, like Apple White. Ah, so, that, was their, uh, that was their cute nicknames. Yeah. So and then they sat down and watched an episode of the Teletubbies and they were like, oh, would you look at that spaceship? Yeah, so T and Doe were um, in a sexless relationship. Oh, sexless. Sexless. They were. they were aliens, didn't have bits and bobs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not gonna get we into, don't know into the physiology of. <laughs> I know, girls. I know. I'll show you my spaceship. You show me. <laughs> that does actually sound like a bit of a euphemism. Um, so they all all died by drinking a lethal mixture of phenobarbital and vodka, and they lay down to die. And this is actually quite sad when you think about it. Hoping to leave their bodily containers enter. It is ridiculous, but it's sad. Enter the alien spacecraft and pass through Heaven's Gate into a higher existence. They just wanted to be with Do you the know alien. What, though? It's so tragic. Do you know it what, is. though? If they did, though, right, just picture this for a second. Yeah. There was a spacecraft. These are just bodily containers. And you do need to board that spacecraft, cross through Heaven's Gate into a higher existence. And they're currently sitting in that higher existence looking down at us and going, suckers. Well... But they never took I the hope money so. with them. I hope so. Well, that, well, that was their fare. They never took it with them. Well, maybe you they, don't need money up they there. They left their bodily containers behind. Yeah, but they're in a higher place. I don't. doubt that bothers them. I hope I hope they are in a UFO laughing at us. 
I did. I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that's actually a really sweet sentiment? It is. I'll take okay. that. I hope the UFO has like nice sofas or something that way. Oh, that UFO would be fancy. You'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. five seventy-five. In 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 the seventies, <laughs> that that probably would have been. Or actually, I think this might have been in the 90s. So I think they recruited them in the 70s. And then by the 90s, when... Oh, so they, got, they prepared them yeah. for the US. Yeah, so they believed that. that a specific comet that was kind of flying over planet Earth. Mm. Oh. And now I feel like all of a sudden I'm like on some sort of weird sci-fi podcast. But <laughs> they believed that there was a specific comet that would be flying over planet Earth and that the spacecraft was... So they had to wait on it. They had to wait on it, yeah. And, and it was that specific time that it had to happen. But then you would think in those 20 years that you had waiting for this, surely you would have time to actually think about it. But it's it's really hard to like disprove it though, right? Yeah. So if someone tells you, what's the difference, right? And like, just indulge me for a second here. What is the difference between someone telling you that after death, right, you're soul is going to leave your bodily container right it's going to float up into the pearly gates of heaven where some dude in a white beard's going to go now mate down you go or yes off you pop into heaven right like what is the difference between you doing that and just changing the intermediary so he's not a dude with a white beard it's actually an alien in a spacecraft no but like for some people, it might make more it, sense. Yeah, but the whole process of just speeding it up, like mass suicide. Yeah. That's yeah. the... Yeah. They done it to find out, but like, just wait. Just just wait. Just wait until it's your time. But they would have missed the, the alien spacecraft. If they'd have waited, that was it. The spacecraft would have gone. Mm. It really is just that at and the if end you, of the day, just... Yeah. It's just look a, out for yourself. Like, yeah, they wanted aboard that spacecraft. That was it. They were getting on it, and they had twenty years. Like they were probably thinking, like twenty years. About time. Yeah, they could About get time. things done, mm. uh, live their life, and then all aboard the spacecraft. And then whatever happens, happens. Yeah, because what happened? Like if they missed the spacecraft, then they'd just be exactly like where, where do you go if you don't go in the spacecraft? Well, maybe they'd still be alive. I'm not saying I believe this, and I'm not saying any of this is true. I'm just trying to recreate some of the yeah. thought experiments that would lead people to buy into it. I don't know. We're trying to reason why people believe these things, because they're so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, the spaceship really does mm. like challenge a lot of my core beliefs but in human intelligence. But at the same time, I don't think, personally, believe in, okay, right, you're looking out for yourself. In the angel's situation, you're giving up your child. Yeah, that's yeah. what I don't get. Yeah, that's like, what I can't wrap my head around. My situation, not my situation, but in the story I was talking Something about. Something you want to confess, Holly. I have nothing to confess. I'm not part of any cults. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't even like them subscribe things online. Because she just, knows <laughs> all. <laughs> I'm not she, in. Because she's watched a very British cult. <laughs> yeah, I'm very clued in. Um, in the Koresh cult, like people were there for their own Christian values and beliefs. Yours want it. You know, you're starving yourself. Yeah. yeah. What was it, it even called again, Beth? Oh, she might struggle <laughs> again. <laughs> Brethrenarianism. Brethrenarianism. Well, they, they wanted to have a new, you know, yeah, a new chapter. They want to all board, all board the spaceship. Mine they wanted want to, to, to interpret the Bible. Yours was just giving up the children. 
and to keep this this man angel? someone else okay I mean, it's keeping an angel alive it's not even doing anything for them it's no. just keeping this one yeah but the angel could see the future yeah oh I've had enough the moral of this story is question everything question everything but not everything, everything. just enough do so, what you love but but not everything be yeah. a bit skeptical a little shady if somebody's a little too religious or a little too strange maybe just Tap question out. them a little Yep. Just uh, yeah, ask ask questions. Phone a friend, but not too many questions. Yeah, not too many questions, but enough. Um, anyway, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'd probably fall for a cult in the right circumstances. So really? Okay, please, nobody join a cult. And I'll that's the moral, including Fabio. Right, girls, that's all for now. Stay safe. You never know who's watching. <laughs>